Hello everyone, welcome back to Borgai Rambles into Phone. This week's episode brought to you by the President's Trophy Curse. I'm a little annoyed right now because I already recorded half of this part of the episode and it failed. So I have to do this again. I have to talk about pretty much all of the WWE draft again. Because something happened and I thought it I knew something happened when I was recording, because uh, I have this my phone hooked up to Bluetooth in the car that I'm in, and it disconnected for half of a second and fixed itself immediately. I didn't think that that would end the recording of the podcast itself, and it would have maybe just have been a hiccup, but no, it just broke. And... Well, not broke, but stopped recording. And I finished talking about it anyway. So now I have to do it again. It's going to be... I love repeating myself so much. Anyways. uh, So yeah, this is going to be fun. Just get get to be more mad about it. Uh, Yeah, we're talking about the WWE Draft today. We're going to talk about predictions for backlash that's on saturday and we're also going to talk about uh, uh do a, a pre a review of the first round of the stanley cup playoffs and the preview for the next round etc that's going to come after all the the wrestling talk uh i'm just so pleased i get to do this again i don't I mean like i don't know how long i talked about it it was a good 20 minutes at least uh, but yeah, here we are again. Uh, and it's been about, um, it's been about four weeks since I've done a wrestling episode. I did one episode in between there and I did a hockey predictions po- uh, preview with my friend Craig on his podcast last week or two weeks ago at this point. Uh, and Yeah, there, I mean, there hasn't been too much to talk about. We've had, it's just been the build-up to Backlash, and it looks like a fun show. Not a big meaningful show or anything, but it looks fun uh, for the most part. Uh, we got an announcement last week that that was supposedly going to rock WWE to its core. And... So and whatever, it was a new champion, new world championship belt. Okay, I mean that doesn't rock it to its core, but it was needed. Uh, I was expecting something more interesting. You could have just said, "Hey, we're gonna go fix this situation that never should have happened a year ago." But whatever, we're getting a new world title. It's gonna end up on Raw. It was gonna be on whatever shows. Roman didn't get drafted to Roman got drafted to SmackDown. So it's going to be on Raw. Uh, it's going to be decided by a tournament. I think SmackDown people are still allowed to be in this tournament now for some reason. Anyways, the final is going to be at the Saudi Arabia show. What do you fucking do? And that'll be the world champion for Raw. Uh, the belt looks like if you took the world heavyweight championship and put a big WWE logo in the middle of it. 
It's not the best-looking belt I've ever seen. It's not the worst-looking belt I've ever seen. It is what it is. We need a world champion. He could have just taken the other belt off of Roman's shoulder. But whatever. He just... That... And I don't know if we're going to do the same thing with the World Tag Team Championships that are unified. They could have, like, done a weird finish uh, in the tag title rematch on SmackDown where they both had their shoulders down and been like, you know, instead of having a rematch, how about you just give us one of these sets of belts and then you could take the other sets of belts and we move on. But they didn't do that. Uh... Whatever. Uh, I'm sorry if I sound a little less enthused about this than I was the first time. Anyways, regardless, they could have just said something else. And because, you know, this situation never, ever should have happened. Roman had COVID for four days and you fucked everything up. Ruined the entire men's uh, heavyweight division, uh, for a year and four months or whatever, because Roman couldn't compete, so you had to have Brock win the belt, which, you know, they could have just had the Usos chase him off, or have the, him chase off the Usos and run after them, and, and so on, in that match, and never have won that belt, and don't, doesn't lead to a stupid slippery slope where he then wins the title, but then it's cost the belt by Roman at Royal Rumble. So he then enters the Royal Rumble and wins the Rumble so he can go face Roman, but then he gets a rematch in the Elimination Chamber for the other belt for some reason. Because reasons? There's no reason for that. Just because he lost the belt doesn't mean he needs to be in that Elimination Chamber. Does And even if he is in that Elimination Chamber because you decide... Well, of course he gets one. He he was a champion, because that's pretty much how it always works. Doesn't mean he had to win that Elimination Chamber match. You could have just had Roman cost him that match like a, like a normal person. And so we keep two world titles. And then instead you just have him win that match. And then have them face each other for both belts. Where the, it's an automatic lose-lose scenario. So, instead of just being normal, you chose the absolute worst route possible to doing the worst thing you could have done. And, ultimately, Big E has a broken neck because of it. His broken neck is because you don't know how to book. You don't know how to write yourself out of of situations you shouldn't be putting yourself in. Put... Okay, Brock couldn't be in a match with Roman at day one. Put him in the five, the five way. That's fine. He doesn't have to win it. There's any number of ways he can get can not win that match. He does just because he's in a match doesn't mean he has to win. Just have the Usos attack him and have him chase him off. Learn how to write. I'm available. I could have written that. Anyone could have written that. A two-year-old could have written that. 
There's no reason Brock had to win that match or any of the matches that led up to him ultimately having another belt on him when he faced Roman at WrestleMania. You're allowed to lose matches. You're allowed to lose matches on the way to big matches. It doesn't take anything away from that big match. He's Brock fucking Lesnar. Just because he lost one fucking match on the way there doesn't mean he... Oh, that takes away from Roman versus Brock because he lost that other match that one other time. No one fucking cares. No, Brock could have lost 20 matches before that. No one cares. It's Roman versus Brock. It's Brock fucking Lesnar. Do you think anyone who looks at Brock Lesnar thinks thinks about all the matches? he the, the, That one match that he lost on the way to this match. No. Big E should sue you for having... He has a broken neck because he was in a random-ass tag team match two months after this. He wouldn't have been in because he because he lost the title to fucking Brock Lesnar. He shouldn't have. And I don't know if he would have won that match otherwise. He might not have, but he certainly wouldn't have been in that random-ass bullshit tag match that he got injured in two months later. If he, like, if he lost it to someone else, he'd still be in a freaking program with that person. And he wouldn't be in a random tag match where Ridge Holland throws him over his head and he lands on his neck. Big E should sue you for this because you don't know how to book yourself out of problems. Lucky he's a nice guy. You don't fucking deserve him. He hasn't been on television since. Who knows if he ever will be again. Anyways, that rant wasn't in the first one. So at least he got that out of this. Uh, anyways. Uh, Smackdown. Raw. Uh, I don't understand why we have to have these stupid formats that they've had for the draft the past several years. I don't know why we're still doing that. I thought with Triple H basically still in charge for the most part. Uh, the most part. Uh, that maybe we would do this differently and not the stupid way they've been doing in the past where, like, because in the past, they, I mean, this is the same way. They would have Rod get three picks and SmackDown get two picks. They didn't even do the three and two this time. They just did two and two. That was kind of weird. Uh, they used to do three picks for Raw every round because they had three hours and SmackDown got two. Uh, they didn't even do that. But they, you, you do half the roster one day and the other half the roster the other day. and But you only do like four rounds on the show and you do two, four people or four acts each round. You're, how are you going to draft half the roster when you're doing four people or four acts four times? That's not half the roster. And I know you did m more on Saturday morning, but we're watching the draft. For the draft. We're not watching the draft for four rounds of four picks and random ass matches that mean nothing in between them. Just do the fucking picks. All in one day. Just just do do the whole thing. And don't do the stupid thing where half these people that matter can't be drafted this day. And can't, so they're, they're drafting on Monday. Just do one fucking special show where you draft. Just do the damn draft. 
don't, you don't even have to be have it be on SmackDown or Raw. Have a special show on a different day of the week to do the draft and just the draft. The, like, this is not entertaining. We're here for these picks and we're not even getting half of them. It's ridiculous. I would like some draft with my draft. You get it? Okay. Never do this format again. So, like, you get one person drafts one women's champion, so then obviously the other one drafts the other women's champion. Obviously. But, like, so, and then, like, one drafts the one mid-card champion, so the other one drafts the other mid-card champion. Obviously. This is how Austin Theory becomes the number one draft pick on a show, because they want the U.S. champion, and he just happens to be the U.S. champion. Austin Theory would never be a first-round draft pick, even though it's technically a fifth-round draft pick, uh, because it's technically the fifth round of the full draft. It just happened to be the first round on Monday. Uh... It's a shame you can't draft the championship without drafting the person it's on. Because then you would draft the U.S. championship, but you would never draft Austin Theory. No one would ever willingly draft Austin Theory. Anyways, uh, I'm not going round by round. That's kind of pointless. Uh, I mean, some of them were just like, hey... We drafted this one, so we drafted the other one. And it's like, because, like, Raw takes Judgment Day, so obviously SmackDown takes LWO, etc. Anyways, let's just... I I have lists of the rosters themselves, and I have to go through them again, even though I've already done this. Thank you. Whatever fucked up. Thank you. Uh, So, I guess we're here for aggravated aggravated draft results with me instead of just draft results uh smackdown men's singles division i guess include it's upper card mid card lower card whatever roman reigns obviously and solo sokoa solo sokoa they were drafted together i guess they weren't drafted with the Usos, who were drafted today, but they were still drafted to SmackDown, so I don't really know why you couldn't have just drafted all of them at once. If you're not going to draft them to separate shows, you might as well draft them all at once. Uh, Edge, Bobby Lashley, AJ Styles. AJ was drafted with everyone from the OC, so we got the rest of them on the show, but we'll talk about them later. Austin Theory is unfortunately on the show. Again, should have just taken his belt. Rey Mysterio, Santos Escobar, Sheamus, Karrion Cross was unfortunately drafted and not just fired like a normal, like what should have happened to him. L.A. Knight, Rick Boogs, Cameron Grimes, and Grayson Waller. That's the men's roster. That's not, that's not a tag team. Uh, and we'll just talk about the tag teams next and then talk about the women's division. Uh, Street Profits, the OC, Hit Row, uh, the Usos, Legado del Fantasma, 
slash LWO. I mean, like, I thought they were the LWO, and I thought, like, God Odell Phantasma wasn't the thing anymore. Uh, I thought they were just called the LWO, whatever. I, I rest in peace to, like, God Odell Phantasma's music, by the way. Uh, Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly. Uh, seems all right. Uh, and the women's division, we got Bianca on SmackDown, so we got Rhea on Raw, and Bianca is the Raw Women's Champion, and Rhea is the SmackDown Women's Champion, so, unless one, um, I mean, they're both defending on Backlash, but the results of that won't matter, they're, I mean, (laughs) Rhea has no shot of losing, I'll give Bianca a 1% chance of losing just for the sake of it is EO, but it's not happening. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but so they're going to do a title swap next week. Probably. I don't like it. I don't like, I don't really like that. They're going to have, they're going to do that. I'm like, I had a feeling they were going to do this after Bianca was drafted. Well, I mean, like, even, I mean, like, it's the way it has to be, because it's good, it's not like you're, te- it's, it's not like she's going to be the Raw Women's Champion on SmackDown, so, <clears throat> I kind of had the feeling, because they had the interaction the night after WrestleMania, so I'm like, oh, the second this happened, I'm like, oh, so she, they're going to do a title, they're going to have another interaction between them, they're doing this intentionally, It feels like they're going to face each other at WrestleMania 40. It seems like... It feels like the thing. Uh, And, like... I assume... That means... Bianca's going to lose? And then she's... Probably going to win the Rumble again? And then face Rhea at WrestleMania... But, I mean, if she loses the title, wouldn't she want to win the title back from who she lost it to? So, I don't know. That's, it seems kind of weird. Oh, well, unless... Unless Rhea made her... Is the reason she lost it. Hmm. That might be a thing. That might be... That might be a thing. Well, I, that's going to be my official thought uh, headcanon of how we get there. Because if if Bianca just loses the championship, she's going to want to win the championship back to, who, to uh, from who she lost it to. Instead of going for Rhea at WrestleMania. So I'm going to say Rhea is the reason she loses it. Or loses a rematch for it, maybe. Something like that. That's gonna be what. That's the, that's what I'm thinking is gonna happen here. Uh, Rhea's gonna cost her a way of getting the the belt that she already had back, or just cost her it in general. Uh, because I think Rhea, I'm expecting Rhea to hold the belt for a year. I would be really surprised uh, if she lost it, and then, I mean, because Bianca's had it a while. But I will say, 
I still don't like the fact that Bianca went to SmackDown with it, and I I would have much preferred Smack uh, Rhea just gone to SmackDown. I know it doesn't technically take away anything from them uh, for doing for doing this title swap thing. It technically doesn't, but. I mean, like, Bianca was on a year-long title reign plus with the Raw Women's Championship, and now she's just going to be the SmackDown Women's Champion, and the Raw Women's Championship reign that she had just ends for no reason, no one beat her for it, and then I know... I guess the title swap is worse for Bianca because she had that year-long run. But also, like, Rhea just had this big title win over Charlotte at at WrestleMania. It was, like, the big... That was, like, her big moment. It's, like, sometimes, like, sometimes, like, you win a title, it's awesome and whatnot, but, like... Okay, so... Rhea won the title from Asuka at Mania two years ago, but she won the championship from Charlotte this year. This year was far bigger than her just winning the title from Asuka. This was a much bigger deal. Some, sometimes things are bigger than just, hey, you won. And, you, and it's even sometimes bigger than, hey, you won the title at WrestleMania. So, because she, she, this is the second time she's won a title at WrestleMania. Like, this is her big crowning moment. Cause this this is fully evolved Rhea Ripley. There and like sure she won the title at WrestleMania that uh, two years ago, but that's not the Rhea Ripley we have now. That like that wasn't her final form, and maybe this isn't even her final form either. But this is her final form, winning the championship. She won the Royal Rumble from number one. So like obviously she didn't. She, it, she, it's not like that moment, like that, this races that moment or anything. But she just won that belt. It, I feel like she should keep that belt. I, I would have preferred Rhea to go to SmackDown. And that's just it. I know, obviously, Bianca's done a bunch of stuff on Raw. She's beaten so many people on Raw. But hey, it's the draft. You can put a bunch of people that she hasn't faced from other shows onto the show. And taking care of it. I just... Whatever. I just would have much preferred Rhea to go to SmackDown. And them not to have do these ti- do the title swap. Also, Bianca, I just want to tell you, because I heard you say uh, being the longest reigning women's SmackDown Women's Champion. No. Bailey. That's Bailey's. Can't have that. Sorry. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so. Bianca, you got Mia Yim on SmackDown. Damage control is on SmackDown, so, like, Bailey's not going to be winning the women's title from Bianca because she already hasn't. Uh, Elba Fire and Isla Dawn from NXT. Lacey Evans, if she ever shows up. B-Fab, Charlotte on SmackDown, unfortunately. Zelina Vega, Asuka, Shotzi, and Tamina. 
I was surprised to see both Charlotte and Asuka drafted to SmackDown today, because I felt like Raw's, like, what we had already announced for Raw and SmackDown, I felt like Raw needed one more big name, and, like, one of those two felt like they should have been on Raw. I don't know. I would have put Charlotte there. Uh, uh, I mean, because as we know, Charlotte was drafted to SmackDown in the last draft. Ruined SmackDown entirely for me. I've barely watched any of SmackDown at all since then. Uh, I, like, I've watched a show here and there. And if I... and Anything else that I watched from SmackDown was pretty much just Bloodline segments in the past year. Uh, because, I mean, she just ruined everything. Like, because there was nothing else interesting going on. And, like, my, my for the most part, my like, my favorite stuff that's going on now is in the women's divisions. And then you got Charlotte, who's the champion. And... And I look at the rest. I looked at the rest of the roster at the time, and I'm like, "Well, there's no one I see that's going to beat her for the championship, except for maybe Sasha at WrestleMania. Maybe even then, I don't know. And then maybe that would have happened, but then Ronda Rousey had to ruin everything, and then." Well, then Sasha was gone, and SmackDown's women's division was dead and in water. It was completely dead, except for that brief little period where Liv was doing stuff, and that, but that didn't last very long. And SmackDown's been pretty much dead, except for the bloodline. And I was hoping maybe Charlotte could go to Raw, because Raw was already stacking up a bunch of people I didn't give a shit about. And then you could just keep putting people on Raw that I don't like, and keep putting people on SmackDown that I do like. But then you kind of ruined that a little bit by a number of people they drafted today. Because you got Karrion Cross, who should have been fired. Austin Theory's bitch ass is on here. Charlotte's here. Yeah. Uh, maybe a couple other people, but whatever. Uh, like, why can't you just put all the people I don't like on Raw so I can watch SmackDown... But not watch Raw for the most part. I'll watch some things that the people I do like are doing, whatever. Uh, yeah. That's SmackDown. Uh, let's just talk about who's on Raw. Uh, you got Cody Rhodes, Gunther, Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dexter Loomis, Apollo Crews, JD McDonough is here, unfortunately, and instead of just being, like, in the unemployment line where he belongs. Seth Rollins, all of Judgment Day, Bronson Reed, Johnny Gargano, Akira Tozawa, Riddick Moss, who apparently is called Riddick Moss now and not whatever the fuck that other word was. So maybe I can stop calling him that one guy. I don't know. Uh, Jinder Mahal, Odyssey Jones, Tag Teams, Imperium, Viking Raiders, Maximum Male Models, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are uh, presumably on both shows. Uh, uh, Braun and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, and Indu Share. Uh, yeah. Um, 
I'm surprised to even see that they have 21 women as opposed to less, because it felt like they had uh, less, like they like they had. I felt like they didn't have enough big names, but they, I, they have. A, I guess they're just gonna have a seven more than SmackDown, and hope that that's enough. I guess to have a better division than this previous SmackDown women's division was. You got Becky. They drafted Indy Hartwell. Uh, NXT lost all of the women's champions. They because they SmackDown drafted Isla Dawn and uh, Elba Fire, which is fine. Uh, they were the tag team champions of NXT. They just won them though. That was kind of strange. And so they they showed them on SmackDown, and then like just a, just like two seconds later, Katana Chance and Caden Carter show up and they're like, you know, we're not going to let you take those titles out of NXT with you. So we're going to challenge you on Tuesday. Okay. So this Tuesday, they have a match coming up for the NXT women's tag titles. So Elba and, uh, Isla don't, uh, don't take the belts with them, but then Katana and Caden Carter got drafted to raw today. So now we have a tag title match between two teams that aren't going to be on NXT after tomorrow. Huh? Anyways, and uh, Indy Hartwell got drafted, so that's cool. Uh, she just won the, the women's title as well. Uh, presumably she'll just be stripped of it or whatever, or vacated, whatever. Uh, neither show drafted Roxanne or Gigi Dolan, what the fuck. Anyways, Becky, Indy, Candice LeRae, Natalia, unfortunately, is still here and still hasn't retired. Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, Zoe Stark, obviously Rhea, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, presumably going to be on both shows. Uh, Trish is was drafted for some reason. She's going to have one match with Becky, I guess at SummerSlam, but she's not showing up every week, so I don't see why she was drafted. That seemed like a waste. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. Ronda, her contract expired the day after WrestleMania, as far as we're all aware. This was a thing. Like, they literally... It was literally... People literally knew, like, right after Ronda came back that her, her contract expired right after WrestleMania this year. That was another reason that her whole being champion thing was dumb. And it was like, this is going to waste the entire women's division for a year. And here we are drafting her when she's not even under contract. As far as we know, uh, Katana chance, Katie Carter, Dana Brooke, Nikki cross, Piper Niven, Zia Lee, Tegan Knox, and Emma. I mean, there's, uh, there's several very talented people in there, and you, if you push the right ones, it'll be good, and then you can build the rust up, and hopefully they get better in the meantime, and I mean, it could be good, I suppose, uh, but you don't really push the, like, you only push, like, five women at a time at most, it seems, so you'll, uh, you'll have to excuse me for being skeptical. Uh, Anyways, we also have 10 free agents whom I don't know if they're all just going to be like, hey, we can be where, do whatever the fuck we want on whatever show we want, or 
if they're going to be trying to get contracts with particular shows or what. And that's Brock, Omas, Mustafa Ali, Dolph, Von Wagner for some reason, Baron Corbin, Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, and Zion Quinn and Elias. Uh, just want to say, if we're going to have free agents, why are we? Why do we only have male free agents? Why don't we have female free agents? Why can't we have women who bounce around from show to show? I don't know. That seems strange. And other people who were not listed in any of the draft pools, according to this thing anyways. Alexa Bliss was not drafted anywhere. Aaliyah, Big E, Bray Wyatt, Carmella, Randy Orton, Robert Roode, R-Truth, Shanky, and Tommaso Ciampa. Most, most of them are injured or otherwise. Uh, uh, my question here is, first off, Logan Paul? Hmm? He was... He signed a contract. He wasn't drafted. He's not even listed here. I don't know. Anyways, uh... SmackDown Women's Division looks pretty good. Although it seems unfortunate that... Looks like if, I feel like if Bailey and Charlotte are on the same show, on the same show that means Bailey's not going to get to do anything. And they're just going to focus on Charlotte, unfortunately. Even though Charlotte will never be anywhere nearly as good as Bailey. Or Becky. Or Bianca. Or Rhea. Or Io. Or Sasha. Or Dakota. Or pretty much any of them. I can go on. Anyways. Uh... I don't know. Uh, I mean, it should be good. I mean, damage control is going to break up and so on soon. Uh, we'll see how that goes. It's just like, I, I look at, I was looking at the main, the men's division for SmackDown, and it, it feels like, when I look at both, like I compare them, it looks like they have several upper card guys, but then they don't really have much of a mid-card. It feels like the mid-card is now the upper card on Raw. And, I mean, maybe I mean, you have a few mid-card guys on SmackDown, but there doesn't seem to be many of them. And then you have some lower-card guys that you could build up to be higher up. But, like, you gotta do that first. It just feels like... We, it feels like most of the mid-card is now the higher part of the card on Raw. And so on. So, I mean, maybe you can build up some of the people that are in tag teams as mid-card or higher. Like, Jay Uso better be winning the Rumble and beating Roman for the belts. Uh... I don't know who's going to be the first new champion for this new belt. I would put it on Seth. It would be kind of weird to put it on Cody, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was put on Cody because he didn't beat Roman, although I feel like that's dumb. Uh, because, I mean, that feels like a consolation prize. 
Even though Cody shouldn't have won the championship anyway, we already know this. That's not a thing that he should have ever been doing. Uh, I mean, realistically, he should want to win the Rumble and then challenge Roman because now that there's two titles, they can pick a champion again. That's a thing again, presumably. I mean, like, unless they say you can't do that, but that would be dumb after all these years. Uh, so, uh, at least... There being a second champion now open does open up the possibility of other people winning the Rumble that besides just the person who's going to beat or be facing Roman Reigns anyway. Uh, so that 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 will make the Rumble more interesting now, at least. Uh, it open to more possibilities. So that's good. But anyways, uh, yeah, Cody should be wanting to do that and then go face Roman Reigns. But then if he beats Roman Reigns, that's even worse, because why didn't you just do that this year? But if... Like, if Cody wins the Rumble, another wasted Royal Rumble, because we already wasted one on him that he shouldn't have won, If we and, uh, and wasted one WrestleMania main event on him, thank God he lost. Uh, if we do another Rumble win for him, and waste another one... I mean, even if he wins the title this time, the the Rumble win is still wasted on him, and then you wait, you still wasted the win, the person, the the person to defeat Roman Reigns finally on Cody Rhodes, who doesn't deserve it and never will. What a, that would be an embarrassing, it would be absolutely abysmal. Because then you just wasted an entire year of our lives just to lead to the same thing you could have done four weeks ago. And it'd be dumb as fuck. So, the only per there's really only one person right now that can beat Roman Reigns and it not be stupid. And that's Jey Uso. I mean, Seth wouldn't be stupid. But the absolute... Best person to do it now is Jey Uso. And it would be wrong, for the most part, for almost anyone else. Uh, so, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna assume that uh, Seth is gonna win the, the that title. And, yeah. Uh... But yeah, that's uh, pretty much everything there is to talk about about the draft. Uh, we can talk about Backlash a little bit. It's not going to be too much to talk about here. Because, uh, I mean, it looks like a fun show for the most part. I mean, it's not going to be that big of a deal. But it, it looks like it should be fun at least uh, for the most part. Uh, uh, Puerto Rico's first pay-per-view, at least. I'm sure they've had a house show, a, no, a number of different house shows, and like, uh, in like Central America tours, whatever, uh, that they do. But this is definitely their first pay-per-view since 2007. I want to say, I feel like that was the last New Year's Revolution. Uh, so we have seven matches. 
I don't know if any will be added here. Uh, I know Riddle, Owens, and Zane are facing the bloodline, that being the Usos and Solo. Uh, I really do not give a fuck about Matt Riddle. I, I really wish, at, like, almost anyone else was on this team. Uh, I'm gonna... I'm going to assume that Kevin, Sammy, and Riddle will win and pin Jey Uso, probably, or Jimmy, maybe. I don't know. Because uh, they're they're playing that, that whole thing up with uh, Roman not won't answer the Uso's calls because they lost the tag belts and they still and they didn't win them back. And uh, maybe after this match ends, uh, maybe Solo beats them up or something. Maybe because it, it felt like they, uh, it felt like Paul on SmackDown was telling them to, was telling Solo tonight's the night. Like he was saying that, and he was staring right at Solo who was taping his thumb up. And so like it kind of said like it was giving me vibes of like, well, if they don't win, tonight's the night you take them out. Uh, but then I, re- uh, then I realized, oh, well, they're in a team match on, on Backlash, so it wouldn't make any sense to do it then. Uh, but after, after this match happens, if they lose, then you could do it. Uh, Rhea's defending the title against Zelina. It'll be a fun match, but Rhea's winning, end of story. That's all there is to that. Seth's having a random-ass match with Amos. I don't know why. No one could tell me why this match is happening. So... Seth wins, I guess? I don't know. Uh, Bad Bunny is having a, a street fight with Damien Priest. Obviously, Bad Bunny will win that. Uh... Austin Theory is defending against Bobby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Uh, Bronson Reed's on Raw, so obviously he's not winning. Uh, Austin Theory is just retaining. Uh, the the two of uh, Bobby and Bronson will be beating the fuck out of each other, and Austin Theory will just get a random ass pin for no reason. Uh, that's just what's gonna be what happens there. Bianca's defending against Io. Bianca's gonna win, obviously. Uh, this will be a fun match. Maybe the best match on this entire damn show. Uh, I mean, it'd be cool if he won, but let's be real. It's not happening. Uh, uh, I'm, obviously, Damage Control is in a process of having a story where that's going to lead to them breaking up in some fashion. I, Bailey's not going to outright cost her this match or anything. Uh, like, like intentionally do so, but like, I, like, if the, I think there's going to be some kind of like miscommunication, which leads to EO losing, uh, and so on. That's probably what's going to happen in my opinion. Uh, the breakup's not going to happen on this show. Uh, I, I guess Bailey and Liv had, or Bailey and Liv, Bailey and Dakota beat Liv and Raquel tonight on Raw. So maybe they'll have a tag title shot on this show. Maybe. Uh, I don't think they would win them. Apparently today was their first win of the year. 
May 1st. Uh, I mean, maybe just as a team. I mean, obviously, EO won a match. So, uh, if this is their first win as a team, of course it happened, because I didn't, I wasn't watching Raw at the time. Uh, what it, Teams that I want to win seem to win when I don't watch. We'll talk about... Yeah, because, like, Toronto won three games of the playoffs that I pretty much didn't watch. So I'm like, if I don't watch, they'll win. So I guess it goes for damage control, too. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like, they could all t- technically be champions. But I'm like, you could have done that already, and you didn't. And then it's not happening anyway. Uh, Bianca's retaining... And Cody versus Brock is happening, I guess. I'm supposed to care for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, Like, I feel like it's not going to be a one-match feud, so I'm going to say Brock wins. But I could be wrong. It it just seems like they'll, they'll probably do this again. And then that's when Cody will win. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it ultimately looks like a pretty fun show. And it, even if it's not super meaningful, the women's matches look like fun. Some of the other ones do. It should be a good time at the very least. Uh, but yeah, that... That's going to conclude the talk about wrestling for the rest of the show, I believe. I mean, because really not much else has gone on uh, that I can think of. Like, people seem to care about the fact that CM Punk was backstage at Raw last week for reasons. And apparently the same at Impact. Who cares? It's not a story. He went and he talked to some people, and then he went to talk to some other people. Why is that a story? Who cares? Like, it's only a story because you wrote it and put it on the internet. Nobody would have known he was even there if you didn't do that. And, like, it's not significant. It's not going to lead to anything. He's signed to AEW. He didn't go there because he wants you to talk about him. He just went there and he went to talk to people. And then whatever happened. And we only know about it because some people decided this had to be on the internet because we had to know about it. Like... He, he just went to talk to people. That was literally it. Who cares? Literally, who cares? There was literally no reason for it. He, no, no one had any reasons for doing this. It's not because uh, he's not trying to make you talk about him. He's just going there and talking to people. In the meantime, having really bad hockey takes. Anyways. Uh... can't think of literally anything else that's happened in the past month that's worth talking about. So, yep, that's that's all for wrestling talk, and I will be back shortly to talk about the hockey playoffs so far. Alright, we're back. Uh, so, now let's talk about the Stanley Cup playoffs so far. The end of the first round was tonight. Uh, did my bracket predictions with my friend Craig over on his podcast a couple of weeks ago. 
Obviously, if you listen to this, that doesn't mean you heard those, so that's unfortunate for you uh, if you missed them. Uh, I guess I should have posted a, an announcement or something with the link, but I didn't, because whatever. Uh, I almost, up until yesterday, I thought I was about to go eight for eight with my predictions, and that I wasn't going to even really need to do any more predictions. Because, I mean, if your predictions are all correct the first time, well, then you go with the rest of your predictions for the next round, because they, I mean, when you do a bracket, you do the whole bracket. Uh, and then we got three teams, the, the all teams, every game that went to Game 7, every series anyway, every one of them, the team that I did not pick are the teams that won. So, uh, I'm just going to talk about each series a little bit. Uh, and there's only one series that ultimately in the second round that is the series that I, that I predicted it to be. Uh, and that's the, that second round series is Vegas versus Edmonton. So Vegas beat Winnipeg. I'm not surprised by this at all. Winnipeg did win the first game, but that was pretty much it. They did have a multi-goal comeback, I believe, in the second game, and a three, like a three-goal comeback. But they did not ultimately come back and win in overtime. They just made it to overtime and lost. Uh, they did lose Josh Morrissey. And in the process, which really hurts them. But ultimately, Vegas won. Uh, in like that final game, they just destroyed them four to. I mean, it was four to one, but it was pretty much four nothing that entire game. They just didn't end up being a shutout. I think there was a second goal there at the end that Winnipeg got that was called back, maybe in the final game. It really doesn't matter. They had no shot of coming back. They pretty they pretty much just died. Uh, and I mean, I was expecting them to lose. They, they really weren't good enough. And their coach even said so, uh, Rick bonus called him out and deservedly. So Blake Wheeler can fuck off. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, Vegas won. It was, I didn't really want, I didn't watch too much of this. I tried to watch as many games of as many series as I could. Uh, but then like, I can you can only watch so much because two of them are happen. There there's always two games at the same time, basically. <clears throat> like on the two nights that the Leafs didn't win their games, I was not very pleased. And I'm like, do I even want to watch hockey for the rest of the day? Not really. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, Edmonton and L.A. was a lot closer, I guess, than you probably would have thought. Uh. I mean, they went seven last year, I think. I don't remember if... It, I Obviously, I predicted Edmonton to win, I think I said six. It might have been seven. Uh, but uh, it, was, it was tough. It was, you know, like, we thought... I don't know if the struggles that they had was... Uh, that were surprised by that. Like, like, are we surprised by these struggles? Uh, at times, because, or is it just, are we under, did we underrate Los Angeles? I don't think we did. I just think 
I because like Edmonton had a multi-go lead in the first game and then they gave it up and lost in overtime. And then like did we think like, some of us thought Edmonton was past this, but I'm like also at the same time it's like Edmonton's just at, or Los Angeles is uh, better than like better than we think they are. I think. I mean Corpusalo is. Again, is the goalie that took Tampa Bay to five overtime. So you have to give him credit. And the Los Angeles is better. This Los Angeles team is better than the Columbus team that he, he was on then when he took Tampa Bay to five overtimes several years ago. So uh, you have to give him credit for that. Uh, that that second game Los Angeles won, though, they never should have won because that Oh, I mean, maybe they would have won, but that goal was n- not a goal. I mean, you can say what you want about video reviews, whatever, but that did hit the the guy's stick that was in the air, and then he played it right after. That is a high stick, and that is not a goal because of it, because there should have been a play stoppage. Now, maybe Los Angeles would have won anyway, but that particular goal was not a goal because it shouldn't have been called back. Uh, Edmonton comes back from down three goals in game four. And uh, then even another goal, uh, their power play was ridiculous. Uh, it was nice to see Jack Campbell come in game four and get a, get that win too uh nice to see Hyman get the game winner as well as a Leafs fan uh I, I do think it's the right move to then go to go right back to Skinner in the next game even though Campbell won that game like going forward if you're trying to make, go deep into the playoffs Skinner is supposed Skinner is the guy that you're going to be counting on uh, I think it I think it would have been the wrong move to just go right back to, to not give him another shot the next game. If he lost this, that game, then maybe you play Jack Campbell to start. But I think ultimately that's the right call is having uh, Skinner play the next game. And then uh, game five was a little, or game six was a little crazy, but they got it done. Uh, his stick was broken in, in on that one goal that tied it for a little bit but uh yeah i don't know uh i mean i'm still picking i mean if you listen to my bracket edmonton is who i have winning the cup i'm still going to pick edmonton and i mean like i feel like pretty much everyone that made it to the second round has a fighting chance of winning the cup for the most part like there's there's one team i don't feel like has as much of a chance as the rest of them but I feel like every team, for the most part, has a fighting chance. And I'm not... Uh, I don't know. I mean, I if Vegas can do what L.A. did to... Uh, what, what made L.A. successful, if Vegas can do that, I think they have a fighting chance here, too. Uh, I mean, Logan Thompson... Or, is, isn't even their goalie. Never mind. Laurent Bossois was at least as good as freaking Jonas Corposalo. Uh, so, uh, 
I'm still picking Edmonton, but I think Vegas at least has a shot here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we'll just move on to some of the other series. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota was more entertaining than I thought it was going to be. Uh, I, I found myself watching this more than I thought I was going to. Uh, uh, people are mad at Matt Dumbo for that hit on Joe Pavelski. It's like, people got to stop injuring Joe Pavelski, for one. You got to stop it. Uh, that being said, I mean, the hit's a little late, but it wasn't dirty. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, like, I'm not trying to say that I'm, like, I'm not mad that it wasn't dirty, obviously. I'm just, like, people are mad about it, and it's like, eh, it's a little late, maybe, but it was a clean hit. Just because he was injured doesn't mean he, just it's not even his fault. Like he, uh, his fault entirely because the injury comes because he hit his head on the ice. So, hopefully Pavel's gonna be back. But uh, they Wild win the first game, and then they lost this, and then Dallas destroys him in the second game. Because they played Flurry instead of Gustafson, and then they figured it out after that that hey maybe we should just play Gustafson, and that that worked for a game, uh, at least. Uh, but then Dallas just won the next three. Uh, I do have, I mean, you do, I do have to wonder what would have happened if they played Gustafson in game two. Would would that have been the same? Maybe Minnesota have won the second game. They could have been up 3-0. And then who knows? But, uh, I mean, Dallas wins. That was what I expected. Uh, I think uh, Kaprizov didn't score that much. I think it might have even only been one goal. Erickson, that couldn't come back. Uh, he tried to play that one game, but he had a broken leg or something. Or Somebody came on, played like 10 seconds, got off, and didn't play for the rest of the day. Uh, yeah. So, Dallas made the second round. Uh, Colorado and Seattle. Se- Seattle is the first of three teams that I did not have winning that actually won. Uh, Colorado has just had a rough season. Uh, McCarr got a suspension for a hit. I saw that hit, I'm like, I, I, I don't know about that. But, uh, we just, uh, underestimated Seattle there, I think. Most people did. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it was entertaining. It's like good for the Kraken. I mean, like, I'm like, I'm, uh, at one point, I'm like, I thought, because it was two to two after. Uh, game four, because uh, they they tied it in game four, and it's like I, I'm at least happy they won a game in Seattle. At least they got one playoff. At least they got one win at home. And I'm like, I, like even if nothing else happens, I'm just like, I hope. Well, I'm I'm happy for that. And I'm just like, oh, if they won, oh, uh, Dallas versus Seattle. A friend of mine, I know, I know things are going to be a walk in the park for Dallas. 
I'm not so sure. I'm like, it's just like, well, it's, it's like, well, Colorado, Seattle, I want Seattle. I want the easier route to the, the next round. I was like, uh, I don't know if Seattle's the easier of the two here. Looking at what's happening here. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, Colorado has like, so like, has some better players here, obviously, than, than are on Seattle. But, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a cakewalk for you. Uh, I mean, Dallas should still win. <laughs> At this point, they have probably the best goalie remaining in the playoffs in Jake Ottinger, so uh, they should still win. Uh, but I, I don't think it's a walk in the park. So I think we're still getting a Dallas-Edmonton uh, conference finals, but we'll see what happens. Uh and I mean, I know I said that I think every team that remains in it has a fighting chance. Now that that that's gonna be, that would be an uphill battle for Seattle, but I, I still think they got a shot at least. It's not an easy one. One of the it'll be more difficult for them and than a few others that are that remain in the playoffs. But yeah, uh, Carolina beats the Islanders in six games. Uh, Hurricanes are getting fucked up, man. I'm happy they won that, but I don't know. Because, like, they already, like, they never, pretty much never had Patch already all season. Uh, And then they lost Sveshnikov before the playoffs. Now Tara Vinen has a broken hand. Uh, uh, Like, I'm glad they got out of that round, but I'm I'm pretty much counting them out at this point. Like, like and they're facing New Jersey, uh, who uh, I I had the Rangers winning, but uh, New Jersey won in seven, and I don't I don't think they could have beaten either team the way the things are, especially with Teravina out now, and like they're going into the playoffs, they couldn't figure out who their starting goalie was, even though it was obviously Frederick Anderson, and they're. They've been playing anti-Ronta the whole time. I'm like, I what? Why don't you just start your starting goalie? You still won't do it. I don't understand. So, uh, and the, yeah, and New Jersey and New York was fun. I didn't get to watch nearly as much of this as I would have liked because we had this on at the same time as Tampa, Toronto, and I'm like, well. I mean, you can't, like, thank you for putting this on at the exact time that the team that I cheer for is playing. Thanks. And then this series was, uh, like, it felt like it was over after game two because New York won the first two games in New Jersey. And that was crazy. And, like, Chris Kreider is killing them with, like, five goals in two games and whatnot, and most of them on the power play. And then... They they don't play they play a Kira Schmid or I don't know if it's Schmid or Schmid. Some people I hear said, said Schmid, but then every time on the, the play by play it's been Schmid. So uh, I'm 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 gonna say Schmid because that's what the commentators are calling. But if it's the wrong one, if it's the wrong pronunciation, I apologize. Uh, regardless, they play him and he basically shuts them down for five games. Let's up. Outside of game six, it lets up, like, two goals. Maybe three. Uh, they win both games in New York. They win game five, and then New York came back in game six, but ultimately 
tonight in Game 7, they shut him out. So uh, that's unfortunate for New York. Uh, Tarasenko, Kane, don't even make it out of the first round. Andre Palat said, hey, the Rangers have a two-game lead. This is good, actually. Again. Uh, I mean, people on the, like, team, players on the Hurricanes, some of them have more experience than the some of the guys on the Devils, besides Andre Palat. But, I don't know, they seem banged up. Uh, like, it would be hard for me to believe Carolina could make it out of this series. So, I'm going to assume that the Devils will win this one. Uh, so, I think we got Dallas and against Edmonton in the conference finals. Then we have New Jersey facing the winner of the other series, which we all predicted would be Toronto versus Florida. Totally. I mean, like, some of you probably had Toronto, but if you, anyone who tells me they have Florida, I don't know if I believe you. Uh, now, I was more I was more kind on, in the predictions towards the Florida Panthers than my friend Craig was, who Craig predicted it to be a sweep. Rip. Rip. Like, okay, so going into the season when we did our season predictions podcast... Neither of us had Boston even making the playoffs. They won more team, won more games, and got more points in the regular season than any team in the past. And then, uh, well, then Boston, well, then he predicts Boston to win in four, and I predicted them to win in six. They don't win at all. I mean, they got to game seven and lost. So, like, everything Boston did this year, both Craig and I were completely wrong on. Uh, I was at least kind enough to give the Florida Panthers two games here. Because, I mean, like, I'm not one to really predict sweeps. Like, I'd have to look at one team and think they are so much better than the other team that I don't think that the other team can do it. Like, last year when Colorado beat Nashville, that I could have predicted a sweep. I could have confidently said that, because that seemed like it. Florida is not a bad team, though. They had a huge point disparity. I think it was like 43 points between them in the standings. I mean, like, Boston is on, like, this otherworldly team this year, okay, but Florida is not a bad team. They had a, I feel like they had a rough start to the season. That's fair. They maybe they aren't what we expect. Like maybe we expected them to be a little better this year than they were, but I feel like they had a big, like they were playing really well down the towards the end of the season. They still they did make the playoffs. Maybe, again, maybe they aren't what we thought that. They could have been, like, because they did lose Huberto, they did lose Uyghur, uh, but they got Kachuk, who got 100 points, and, I mean, their goaltending's not the best, but I'm like, I don't think, like, I think they can at least get a game or two in here. Like, 
Boston's Boston is was amazing this year, but like it's not like they won every game. Like like sure they they won sixty five games. So obviously they're probably gonna win most every game, but it's like I think Florida can get one at least get one. And sure enough, I mean they got they won game two, and then they come back now. The the game game five and game six were a little crazy. Game five, I don't know maybe game five go like if. Freaking Olmark doesn't give the puck away like he did. Maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe Boston's sitting here after winning game five. But then game six, and then game six was ridiculous. And just back and forth and just Florida just wouldn't go away. And then they have a two-goal lead in game seven. And then Boston ties it and wins the and gets the third goal. Then they're a minute away from winning and they tie it and then they lose. And then Florida wins. I'm like, I'm just like, uh, this 10 years, uh, like, uh, as a Leafs fan, I'm looking at this, and I'm like, 10 years ago, I'm like, hey, Boston wins games one, but they lost game game two, it's tied after the, and then Boston wins the next two, and then Florida wins the next two, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this before, and then Florida has a multi-goal lead in game seven, and I'm just like, and then they lose their multi-goal lead, and Boston's a minute away from winning, I'm like, I feel like I've seen this before, kind of, even though it was a little different and went was 4-1 to one and it went overtime before Boston won, but I'm like, as a Leafs fan, I'm like, I've seen, I feel like I've seen this before, and then Florida's like, nope, we're going to actually tie this game up and win ourselves instead. So like, oh, so Florida did in 2023 what Toronto almost did in 2013 before failing epically. So, Florida, Florida in the second round, as we all predicted, I think Olmark was hurt, by the way, and so, like, they they played Swayman in Game 7, I'm like, I hope that's the right call, as, like, I know he wasn't very good in Game 6, but, like, it's like, but you've been playing Olmark this whole time, Bergeron was hurt for a while, too, in this, and what, uh, like, I don't want Boston to lose this game and be like, should we have not played Jeremy Swayman? Should we have played uh, Olmark still? Cause, like, you were you were swapping them in the regular season. That made sense. And then, but like in the in the playoffs, it makes them like you're gonna stick with one. And maybe they shouldn't have. Maybe they should have just swapped them. And if Olmark was hurt, especially, because I feel like I heard Olmark was hurt in the past day. Uh, then that should have happened. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. Like, as a Leafs fan, I know I should be, I know I should have, find Boston losing and choking in the playoffs. I, I know I should find that hilarious. But I don't. I mean, like, I, I mean, I'm a Leafs fan. Outside of the, like, until the day before this, I mean, like, I almost didn't have any reason to, like, 
up until this year, it's just like, oh, well, I don't have any re- I don't have any place to stay uh, uh, to make fun of them for doing this. And then, like, technically, well, I'm like, well, not technically. They 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 finally won the first round this year, but so technically, I could be like, yeah, well, like I don't feel bad. Like I don't, I don't. I'm not getting any joy about Boston losing, really, at all. I mean, I know I shouldn't want to have played them. I shouldn't have want Toronto to have played them in the next round because you look at them and they're frightening, but then I also look at them at the series, though, and I'm like, I don't know. I think they could beat them if Florida can do it. I think Toronto's at least got a fighting chance. Like, I mean, I thought they had a fighting chance to begin with before I saw this series. So, especially after watching them, I'm like, I think Toronto could beat them. That doesn't mean I don't think Toronto can beat Florida, because I think Toronto can beat Florida. But I'm not going to look past them either. But we'll get to that. And it's just like, I know I'm supposed to find this hilarious, and I just don't. Like, I honestly feel bad. I like, it's, it's a weird combination of, like, indifference and disappointment and feeling bad for them. It's just, like, I don't know. I don't really want them to feel this disappointed, like, them to have lost in the first round after having the season that they had. I'm not sitting here making fun of them. And, like, also, I'm a Leafs fan. I've been a Leafs fan for a good 10 years, but I also feel like a Leafs fan that's on the outside looking in, because, like, as most of us know, like, I I don't live anywhere near Toronto. I live in Illinois. I've grown up a Hawks fan, and I don't know what my relationship to the Blackhawks are right now, because a number of the things about the franchise have, I'm turned me away and that's not because the team itself sucks it's just because of this stuff out like the the management and should have done like if you're in the hockey world like no up to date on hockey news you will know all the stuff that i'm talking about like i don't have to explain that to you uh all that just pushes me away from them as a franchise like, if it was just the fact that the team sucks, I could live with it. I could deal with it. And I would still consider them one of my favorite teams. Uh, because, I mean, I've, I'm going to be 36 on Sunday. I've been a, I w- became a hockey fan before I c- can even remember. I was a hockey fan when I was three years old. At least. The Hawks were okay when I was around that time. I mean, they went to the finals in 92 and they went to the playoffs a few years for a few years after that. But for a long time, there there was like a decade of them being terrible. I'm, I'm, I'm used to being a Like I'm used to being a fan of a shitty hockey team. And they had a very good run there from 08. I mean, I know the, the first cup wasn't until 2010, but they were fun in 08 and got better. And then they were really good 
through 2015, and there was a couple of good years after there where they just didn't get anywhere after that. But like after 2017, that kind of just it kind of just went away, and they were and they they've sucked since then. Uh, and then we can obviously we can criticize moves that the general managers have made hockey wise. I'm like I can understand that. Like I can like if if the, if it was just that the team sucked, they would still be one of my favorite teams. Even if I'm just like oh well, I'm just like well I'm gonna root for these other teams. Well I mean I am rooting for this team. But I'm like well and it, it's just not their time right now because this just how it goes. Teams are really good. And then they hit their salary cap limit and then have to send all these teams away. And then they start getting less good and then they suck again. And then they start again, then their draft picks mature and they get good again. And then they get some more, more guys and bu- building back up and then they're good again. Maybe they win a few, a cup or two, or maybe, maybe, or just at least try. And then, well, it, it's just, it's a cycle. This is how the NHL works. So your, your team's going to have, several year periods of being really good and then several year periods of being really bad. And unless you're the Coyotes, then you just suck. Uh, anyways. Uh, but yeah, like I'm saying, I, I feel like because Toronto is one is my favorite team. At, but like I acquired them as a third favorite team, really, because Chicago was my first favorite team for the longest time. Then when I started to branch out into just like, like, cause until I was 18, it's like, I'm, I like hockey. I love the Blackhawks. I'm going, cause my dad had season seats and when we went to have the games, I would go to him with games, but like I was a kid. So like when I started to be an adult, I'm like, now I'm just watching all the hockey that I can. So like when, after what, like when I became like when I turned 18 or so, then I I acquired the the Sharks as my second favorite team, and then I'm like, you know what, I kind of like the, and then that was in like 2008 ish, and then around like a little after that, like 2010 ish, I acquired the Leafs as my third favorite team, and there's a number of other teams that I really like too, like there. Like, and then there's teams that I would hate. Now there's not really many teams that I hate. Uh, there's teams I don't like, and it's not generally teams. And it's generally not usually because of the teams itself. It's just situations around them. Like, I, I hate the Coyotes because every, anyone who watches hockey knows that situation. I'm just like, I'm tired of hearing about the fucking coyotes. I don't give a shit about the senators. Anyways, uh, so, like, I acquired them as a third favorite team, and they've built up uh, uh, since 2016 as my favorite team, because the Hawks were getting worse, and now their their franchise is a problematic shit show, and then the the Sharks aren't good anymore. Uh, I still like the Sharks, but uh, they're just not good right now. And so, like, out of my, all the teams that I consider teams that I really like, and, Tor- and, Tor- and Toronto's my favorite team right now, because, I mean, they're the best one. They're the best one, and not a problem. So, like, they've become my favorite team, because they have my, several of my favorite players on them now. But I, I don't feel like... Like, I am one of their fans, but I 
don't feel like I have their right. Like I didn't acquire the, the teams that they're rivals with as teams that I suddenly hate because I'm a fan of this team. So that's why I kind of feel like I'm a fan of this team, but like, I feel like I'm an, an outsider in terms of its actual fan base. And like, cause like I, I, like I listen to the Steve Daniel podcast and like they're like they're super fans I'm like I I like I'm just as happy for them too but it's just like I had I didn't grow up as a Maple Leafs fan so like all the like a lot of the pain that they feel as Leafs fans and their fan base that like the lifetime fans of them I don't I don't have that same feeling like I I've been a fan for the whole set of playoff rounds they've haven't won since 2013 but i like it doesn't carry as much of the same weight for me as it does for the rest of them so uh that so that's kind of why i don't really have much like they might hate like some of them might hate boston or montreal whatever i don't i don't I don't carry that same hatred just because I'm a fan of them. So that's why I'm not, not really sitting here and like, ha, you suck Boston. Uh, no, it just feels really unfortunate. And I want, I think, I think I wanted them to face Boston ultimately. Like, uh, cause I mean like they, they slayed the first round dragon, but they, uh, Boston's another dragon. I mean, ultimately, I think, I think it, because we're going to talk about the actual series here in a second, but like, if I wanted to make a route to the actual Stanley Cup and make every round as meaningful as it possibly could for the Leafs, Tampa in the first round, because that's what we ended up with, obviously, and they lost to them last year, uh, slay the first round dragon and beat the three-time Stanley Cup finalists and the team that beat them last year. And then Boston, obviously, lost to them in three game sevens. Uh, and then uh, if I had to pick who I would face in the conference finals, I would probably pick the Islanders because Tavares. Uh, although I would... Uh, I would have also taken the Rangers because they fucked over Marner for the 100 point season. So I would have, that would have been good. And also that, uh, they would have deserved it for that. And also I would have taken the Devils, who is, who is a possibility. Uh, just because, that game they had at the beginning of the season, the second game, that first game in New Jersey where the Leafs beat them and ended their winning streak with those three disallowed goals, that game was ridiculously fun. And <laughs> it was like, this is like the most heel win they've ever had, even though none of, like, they had those three goals disallowed and all of them should have been disallowed and they're all so pissed about it, even though none of those goals should have counted. It would have been wrong for any of them to count according to the rules. The uh, Whether those rules should exist for one or two of them, I don't know, but according to the rules, none of those goals should have counted. Uh, 
and so that would have been that would have been interesting and carolina would be interesting too because they have frederick anderson but they aren't they aren't playing frederick anderson uh so like any of those for any of the teams really could have been interesting uh and then i mean they don't really have a rivalry with anyone in the finals so like the the team that would make the most sense in the finals to make it meaningful would be edmonton because they're both Cana- they it would be a canadian team and like mcdavid obviously so and dry cycle too obviously but so like and jack campbell if jack campbell but jack campbell's not playing but hyman uh as well uh so like that would be the way i would have made it the most meaningful anyways let's talk about the actual toronto versus Tampa series now uh Toronto wins the first t- the first time they win a series since 2004. Uh, if everyone since everyone else is doing it, when, the last time the Maple Leafs win a series, I was a junior in high school. Technically, I was a senior because it would well no, it would have still been when I was a junior because it would have been in April. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was 17. Anyways. Uh, so what it is there to say about the series, uh, that first game was a whole mess. Uh, I'm not surprised they lost the first game. I'm not surprised it was a disaster. Uh, now I like to consider those goals in the shifts. It was seven to three at, at the end. I mean, I didn't really watch the third period, uh, those first two goals that happened are because you had a bad start. You started the third line or fourth line for some reason instead of just starting your best players like you should have, which is normal. So no surprise there that you let up that first goal, and that second goal is kind of just because you had a shitty start. Uh, so you're down to nothing. Uh, that's not a surprise. Uh that I knew that goal by Kucherov in the final seconds was going to happen right before it happened. Uh, it was on a penalty that should not have been called. Uh, there was two penalties that led to goals that should not have been called. Uh, and it's not, it's not the Michael Bunting one. The Michael Bunting one absolutely was a major. That's there. That absolutely should have happened. So, uh, that, so, yeah, those first those first two goals are because they should uh, are because you didn't start well. You played the wrong people to start, and then uh, the third goal is on a penalty that shouldn't have been called because it, it was bullshit. Uh, so it's three three nothing. Uh, you got two goals in the second period. It's like okay, well, let's move let's move forward. Let's try to get the third one. And I'm like. I know the Leafs well enough that they're like sometimes like they'll get us they'll they'll start building up but then they'll immediately let up another goal, and there's because then the second after this happens they get a like uh they had that there was one hit there was like a hit was they hit whoever got hit, I think Shen hit Asimont if it's not Shen it's someone else Asimont went down he got hurt but then there was a random ass penalty call on 
Camp, I want to say. This is two weeks ago now. I'm so, like, like the minute details like of this, I'm not exactly sure. There is some random ass slashing call that wasn't slashing. This penalty should not have been called either, which led to a 4-2 goal. That shouldn't have happened because of the penalty. So you got the first two goals shouldn't were, were your fault. Shouldn't have happened because you play, you just didn't start well. Then you had two goals on penalties that shouldn't have happened. And then it's 4-2, and then Michael Bunting decides to be a dumbass and elbows uh, uh, Chernak in the face. He's down, so of course he gets a five-minute major. Uh, that's not a surprise. I mean, it is a major. Uh, and he's out for the game. It is what it is. Uh, and then you got two goals on that po- that power play, I want to say. So, I mean, it's 6-2. to two. Like, I, I stopped watching after that elbow, actually. I, like, I didn't even watch the rest of that period. Uh, I want to say, like, uh, that sixth goal happens with, like, a couple seconds left in the period. So, they, they had two goals within in the final five seconds of the period. Uh, so, like, you got two goals on them having a stupid start, terrible start. Two goals on penalty that shouldn't have existed. Two goals on, because of Michael Bunting. Uh, and then there was a seventh one and third, which isn't even relevant. And then, I mean, I guess Yarn Croak scored a seven to three. So, like, if you take out the Michael Bunting being stupid pe- stupid goals, uh, it's five to two. If you take out the penalties, it's three to two. Take out the goal. I mean, you... You've got segments of this game of different things that are happening here. It's like, okay, you had your stupid, really shitty game. Let's not do that again. Like, you have one bad game. Let's move on. Let's not do that ever again. When then they win the second game, because, oh, and Michael Bunting gets a three-game suspension. He gets the Lifetime Achievement Award. Anyone else does that, they probably get, like, one game. But since his name is Michael Bunting, he got three. Uh, if Pat Maroon did the same thing, one game at best. Let's just be perfectly honest here. Uh, uh, anyways. Uh, yeah, so they win, they win game two. Seven to two. Like they immediately got the power play uh, in the first minute. Marner scores, uh, and then they got uh, Tavera scores shortly after that. Uh, like they had one penalty of their own. Uh, they had several key blocks on there, and then uh, the third goal uh, shortly after. I think who got the third one? Nylander got the third one, I believe. And it's three nothing after the first period, and like okay. I mean, of course, being a Leafs fan, having a three-goal lead doesn't make you feel like that's... Like, you should feel good with a three-goal lead. But, of course, it's hard to do so. Uh, and they do get... The ne- Tampa does get a goal in the the first goal in the next period. Uh, I'm trying to think of who got it. Again, two weeks ago. It's hard. Like, I'm trying to... It really does. I mean, it doesn't really matter who got it. The fact remains, the Leafs get the next three goals, and it's six, it's six to one. Uh, Zach Aston Reese got one. Marner got one. Uh, John Tavares got a second one in there. Uh, so, like, 
it's six to one. This game should be like this game's over. Like uh, they they ultimately won seven to two. Perry got a uh, a nice looking goal there in the in the third period. Uh, I'm like, all right, okay. We both had really crazy wins. Now let's move on, and I think the rest of the series is going to be more indicative of what we're going to see going forward. Because he's not letting up seven again. I'm like, I thought after the sixth one, maybe come out. I'm like, and I, I don't, and I'm not even saying, oh, just like you should pull him. He's playing terribly. I'm just like, he just let up six goals. I'm like, do you really want to leave him in there? It's like he's the best goalie in, in the fucking world. Like, do you want to leave him in there for him to potentially let up more and just make it look, make him look silly? Like, they didn't do. I guess he doesn't like doing that. He has, uh, he, I guess he has some kind of streak going on. I'm like, okay, okay. Well, I mean, if he doesn't want to, that's a different thing. I'm just, I'm just like, uh, personal. I'm like, I would take him out just for the self fact of like, do you? I'm like, out of respect for him to not be letting up all these goals, whatever. Uh Anyways, uh, yeah, and then, like, Maroon got kicked out. Like, the fans were being stupid. Uh, were trying to, like, hang over the glass. Well, because he was in the box, and then Perry was in the box, and someone else was in the box. Got ejected. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah. I just, I just want to say, Patrick Maroon is a fucking dumbass. Uh... And hopefully that this is the last time I ever have to see this guy. Because, like, Patrick Maroon is Michael Bunting with a resume. Like, he does exactly the same shit Michael Bunting does, but they call everything on Michael Bunting, and they don't call the... But Patrick Maroon does the same shit and doesn't get called for it. <laughs> uh... Just saying. Uh, game three. Uh, I'm, cause like going into the series, I'm like, you need to win two of the first three. I'll be happy with it. So I'm like, you, you, you whiffed on the first one and you won the second one. So I'm like, I'm like, well, I guess technically I'm like, as long as you win one of the two in Tampa, it's fine. Just get home ice advantage back. Uh, not that I really want a game seven, but get home ice advantage back. And then... We'll deal with it. So, like, you can just win one a game three or a game four. I'm like, and then they weren't really winning game three. They weren't really playing well after the second, after the first period. I'm just like, you know, you can't win this game, right? You like, just because you only have to win one of these two doesn't mean you shouldn't try to win this one. And it's like, then maybe, and then maybe try to win game four. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it was two to two after the first. Uh, and Tampa got a third one in the second. And then Tampa just kind of got rattled in the third period, I think, after the after uh, Braden Point got run into the boards and was hurt. I mean, he still played after a couple shifts, but, like, uh, like they were in, he and Riley were in a, in a board bat and, in in like, just a battle for the puck. And, like, Point got ran ultimately ran into the boards and he was hurt and like everyone and then like everyone's having 
and then we're of course we're having a line brawl over this because everyone and then but like if you watch this and like riley didn't really do much here like i understand why you're mad of course you're like one of your best players get players get hurt of course you're mad you're like why would you not be like like any like you have like of course you are there's no like it wouldn't make any sense for you to not be mad uh but like it it wasn't a five minute it wasn't a penalty i'm like like if he wanted to say that was a two minute penalty i'm like I'm not going to yell at you for that. It's like, there was an injury in the play, but like, that wasn't a major. It certainly wasn't a, susp- a suspension, but because of that, we had a whole line brawl. Everyone's fighting each other. Samco's decides to fight Matthews for some reason. Matthews just walk skating around, picking up sticks. And Stamco's like, Hey, we're going to fight. Uh, so, so he can get them in the box and, because uh, they were going to ultimately end up with a penalty, so they're like, well, let's take Matthews off the ice. Ha ha ha. Like, I think that's what ultimately led them to lose this game. Like, they didn't, like, it didn't get tied to the last minute. That was, like, ten minutes after this. But, like, I think uh, ultimately that that's what led to them not winning this game. Uh, Ryan O'Reilly ties it with, with less than a minute to go, or about a minute to go. And then we go to overtime. And I'm watching this overtime, and I'm like, like Tampa has been playing better than Toronto for us. I didn't watch most of this game. I just, but I did watch the overtime. I'm just like, I think the Leafs are going to win because all these thing, all these chances Tampa are having, they're just not going in. They're going, or they're just not even hitting the net. I'm like, all these things that normally work just seem should be going Tampa's way and they should have won. It's just not happening for them for some reason. I'm like, Toronto's like, I think Toronto's going to win this. And then we get to the, to the final minute of the first overtime. And now there is a number of things in this series that reminded me of things in previous series of when the Hawks were in the playoffs for all those years. Because there's this, so in the, in 2015 in game six of Chicago versus Nashville, uh, Chicago is down. They go down like three to one to Nashville in the first period, and like they got it to three to two, and we have ten seconds left in the first period, and just the way things were going, and I, I'm thinking, and I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm standing. In a Dick Sporting Goods watching this game because I'm at work and this is the only place that has the game on. I I guess I could have put it on my phone, but they had the game on, so I'm standing there just watching it and I'm just like, we get to the final nine seconds. I'm like, if the Hawks win this faceoff, they are scoring a goal, and with nine seconds left, as as improbable as it is, I'm like, you know what? I just I can tell if the Hawks win this faceoff, they're going to score a goal before the end of the period, and sure enough, they did. They they win the faceoff, and Patrick Kane scores a goal, and it's three to three before the end of the period. Like I had like because for 2013-2015, I made little highlight videos for those playoff wins, and uh, the 2015 one, I start that video with that exact goal. Because I'm that proud of calling it. Uh, I, I wish I would have tweeted it. 
but I, I didn't have time to. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, they, they get to the final minute and they have the leaf, the Leafs don't have many chances whatsoever in this overtime, but they have like one chance and they have like one shot from the point that hits the post and then they have a draw. And I'm like, you know what? If they win this faceoff, I think they're going to do it. And they won the faceoff, and they did it. Now, I didn't feel as confident as about it as when I set, thought about it, thought it about the Hawks back then. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe. Like, if they win this faceoff, maybe. And sure enough, it happened. Morgan Riley wins. And Morgan Riley, after that whole thing with Braden Point and that whole chaos that happened after it, Morgan Riley went from Ryan O'Reilly, who got the uh, tying goal, gets it done. 2-1. I'm like, okay, if nothing else, we're going back to Toronto with a tied series, and they have home ice advantage at least. But hey, maybe let, maybe we can win game four. I'm like, I don't think so, but maybe. Uh... I'm going to have to save this here because we have 53 minutes and I don't know how long I'm going to talk about this. So I will have to save this and get back to a second part. Okay. Let's finish this up here. All right. So we just talked about game three. So we move on to game four. I pretty much didn't watch game four. Almost at all. Uh... I decided, I'm like, I don't think they're going to win this game. I think, I don't know if it's going to be as bad as last year's game four. Uh, but hopefully it won't be. And, but I just, I I mean, I just, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm pretty sure this series, I'm going to hope they can win in six, but I don't think they're winning game four. I hope they do, but I just, they, they didn't... They weren't the best in Game 3. They did end up winning. I'm just like, eh, Game 4, they're probably not going to win. So, I didn't watch it. I watched wrestling instead. And, I, I mean, like, I'm paying attention to it, and I see that they're, oh, it's 2 nothing after uh, after the first period. And Chari gets a goal. It's 2-1. to one. Okay, maybe they can come back into this. But then it's... Uh, three to one, four to one. Uh, I'm like, well, that's the end of that game. And I mean, like, I'm just kind of scrolling through Twitter, and th- while the third period is going, and I'm like, oh, Austin Matthews scored, and that's cool. Oh, he scored again. I'm like, oh, I'm like, of course, of course they. If, if I don't watch, they like, if. Uh, I think maybe at one point I turned it on in the second period, but then they got third goal. I don't know. Maybe I put it on for, I'm like, because when I put it on, then bad shit happens. But then, like, I turn it off. I'm, if I don't watch the thing, who knows? Maybe they'll do it. And then they tied the game. It's, I'm like, it's four to four. I'm like, okay. Okay. You tied the game. You have to do this. You, you, I'm a firm believer in if you're going to lose, do not tie the game. 
Do not tie the game and then lose. If you tie the game, you have to win. Because I'm like, because otherwise, you wasted our time in the same time, and you got our hopes up. The, never, never get our hopes up and waste our time and lose later than you had to. Like, if you're going to lose, lose when you are already going to. Don't, don't spend more of our time just to lose anyway. Like, I remember once I was watching a Cubs game. And they tied the game in the ninth inning. They played a whole nother nine innings. And I don't think any runs were scored in those innings in between. They played a whole nother nine innings and lost. It's like, you play, you were losing in the ninth inning. And then you decided, hey, let's tie this game and play a whole nother game. You played a second, an, an entire game's worth of extra innings just to lose anyway. Never do that. Lose on time or tie the game and win. Do not make me watch however much time of overtime just to get the same results. Never. Do not do that. That is a no-no. Now, I didn't watch the overtime. I'm like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure this, that whoever wins this game, like, because the, the first game in the, the, the first overtime took the entire overtime. We almost got to a second one. I'm like, I think this was going to be short. I don't think this was going to take long. Either way, I don't know who it's going to be, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be short. By the time I got to work and I wasn't watching it, uh, by the time I got to work, the game was over and the Leafs had won. Kerfa got, got it. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. What do you know? The Leafs won. They're up 3-1 in the series. I don't know how they did this. It's like, it's like it normally happens to them that they let up three goals and lose. I'm like, they they got three goals in the final 10 minutes. I'm like, okay, Leafs, you have to win this series now. You can't win. You can't come back from being down three goals in the final 10 minutes of a game and win the game and then lose the series. You can't do that. That's not allowed. I'm like, I hope you know you have to win the series now. You you are obligated to. Like, you are obligated to anyway. But now more than ever, you absolutely must. Now, I mean, that was the note, because I was talking about in about that one one goal, how it reminded me of stuff from, from years past as a Hawks fan. Now... Now, that also kind of reminds me of some of stuff of me as a Hawks fan because there is the in also in 2015 when they were playing the Ducks in 2015 I just said 2015 I don't know why I said it again I meant to say game five not 2015 anyways game five against the Ducks conference finals 2015 they're down. By two goals. Because it, it was like four. Yeah, I think I think that I think the Ducks had made it three nothing. And then I think they got it to three two before the Ducks got a fourth goal, like halfway through the third period. I'm like, well, this game's over. 
And I remember just turning it off, and I just I just turned the TV off. Didn't even put or change the channel. I think I changed. Maybe I just changed the channel. Maybe my mom was watching something. And I, and I mean, I just kept the Game Center thing up on my phone just to see, just to watch it end. And I'm like, and then I'm watching it, and it's in the final couple of minutes. And it's oh four three now. And then two seconds later, oh, 4-4, of course it is. I'm like, of course they tie the game. Of course they tie the game. Like, because this is what they do. The, the, the teams that I cheer for, they do this thing. When I don't watch, they tie the game. They will tie the game if I don't watch. This is what happens. So, I remember in the... I went to overtime. I'm sitting there in the intermission. And then I'm like, okay. like It's about time to be overtime. So, I'm like... Okay, Mom, let's turn this game back on. They went to overtime for some reason. And, of course, then they lost that game in the first minute of overtime. Just because, fuck my life. I was like, because they couldn't have just lost the game on time. Uh, they had to waste another minute of their lives. But, like, even even in the, in the game previous, in the game four, they actually were winning and then let up a bunch of goals. And then they were losing, but then... So, like, I turn it off for 10 minutes, and then they tied it. So, like, this is a thing that I do. Like, I'm, I'm not going to watch you just fail epically for no reason. Uh, <coughs> when I know it's going to happen. And that, so then you fix, so then you fix it, and then, okay. Anyways. Uh, so, so, you're up 3-1, and I'm like, okay, you have to do this now. You have no other choice. Uh, I was hoping they would win in Game 5. I wasn't positive it was going to happen. I mean, like, this is still Tampa Bay. This is still Tampa Bay. Uh, it's not the same Tampa Bay as in years previous. They miss Brandon Point. Point. They they miss Andre Pilat. They miss Ryan McDonough. They miss, and, uh... Turnax out. Hedman didn't play in game two. I, I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, Hedman even left in like early in game one and then didn't play in game two and then he came back in game three, uh, which wasn't a surprise. Asimont came back in game five. Uh, Turnack never came back, I don't think. I don't remember hear, hearing them saying he was going to play in game six. So, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so, uh, okay, I'm like, because, I mean, Vasilevsky is not playing the best, and, like, especially through the first four games, especially, I mean, like, he didn't play very, like, he didn't play very well in game two, I'm not saying he played poorly, but, like, he's, let, like, he let up four, like, he let up seven goals, and he let up four goals, he didn't let up, then he let up five goals, this is not normal for him. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying like, oh, he's suddenly playing terribly. It's just this is not what you're used to when you see Andre Vasilevsky. You're not used to him letting up these many goals. And like he, even in the first game, he let up three. Even if I mean you won the first game, obviously, uh, but you still let up three goals. Uh, so and I'm like. And I'm not saying Samsonov played so much better than him or anything. 
I'm not saying that. I'm not. Uh, but for the most part, Samson has been outplaying him for most of the series. And I'm not saying Samsonov was so much better than him and that Vasilevsky was so much worse. I'm I'm just saying that Samsonov happened to out, be outplaying him for mo- most of this series. Uh, now, now obviously, Vasil- that doesn't change the fact that Vasilevsky is still the best goaltender in the world. It just happens to me in this stretch of games, the least happened to me having the better goaltender of the two. And that doesn't mean that Samsonov's been particularly amazing at all times either. It's like, obviously, he had a, not, a, not a great game one uh, at all. But not not every goal is a goaltender's fault at the same time. Uh, but he definitely outdueled him in game two, or, or out in game three, and whatever. And, uh, and he, like... They were able to come back in those games. They came back in game three, game four. Like, he was there when he needed to be. And he still played a well, and he played well in game five. But I mean, they lost game five. Uh, I mean, Tampa has been playing pretty much the same game this entire, entire series. And, I mean, outside of game two. Uh... Leaves like, cause I watched Game Five. So like I like I said, I don't really watch Game Three except for the overtime. I didn't watch Game Four, Game Five. I'm watch I'm watching this one. I'm hoping they're gonna win. I don't think it is, but I'm like I'm like I have to win this one. It's just like, cause like I'm not winning games that I'm expecting them to lose, and that I'm incredibly nervous to watch. Uh, so I'm watching Game Five. I'm like. I mean, worst that can happen is they end up having a game six. Uh, so I'm watching, and I'm like, they're playing well enough, but I, it, I mean, Tampa is playing really well, but I'm like, they're gonna say Tampa's out playing them. I'm like, yeah, maybe a little bit, but not as much as they say they are. Uh, I wouldn't say so much that they're better that they're so much the better team in this game uh just because you outshoot the other team doesn't mean you're the bet that you're so much better than them does that's there's more to it than that uh i felt like up until this point i felt that out of all the games where they could have actually won and went to the next round it was one of their better ones and I mean, they lost three. Well, they lost four to two, but really three to two. That fourth goal is an empty net goal that happened in the final two seconds. Uh, they got the first goal, and it's not like it another goal from Morgan Riley. Uh, but of course, they let up a goal 20 seconds later, and it's just like, of course you did. And it's like, hey, you want you you scored a goal. You're up in an elimination game. You might move on. Nah. Of course not. Why, why make it easy? Why just, like, score a goal and, like, like you don't let up that goal and you build on it eventually and you eventually get another goal? But no, just, of course not. And, I mean, you get go to the next period, but it's like they're not playing poorly. It's like they're struggling to make a pass, but they're doing okay. Like, when they get a, they finally get into the offensive zone, they're doing okay, but they struggle to make a pass. They couldn't, and they struggle 
to get into the zone. This is the game Tampa's been playing this entire series. So, like, that's nothing new. It's like shutting them down and not being able to let them actually do things. That's the problem. But you got to do better in getting past that. Okay, and then uh, Asimot scores in the second period. Another thing that just reminds me of my time as a Hawks fan, because that goal seems almost identical to Patrick Kane's game, uh, Stanley Cup winning goal in 2010, except for it goes through, it goes to the five hole. Actually, it doesn't just go to the other side, but it, the angle and just the way it happens, I'm like that feels weirdly similar to Patrick Kane's over uh, Stanley Cup winning goal. I'm like, really? I'm like, obviously, it went through the five hole, but. Yeah, like we're really letting up the, this goal <clears throat> to this guy, and like, and then some random ass bullshit goal happens in the third because it got kicked to Nicholas Paul instead of just away. Uh, Matthews gets one back, but it is what it is. Uh, you lost game five. I'm just like. Now, I picked Leafs in six before this series happened, but I'm just like, because after game four happened, I'm like, okay, well, we're up three to one. Hopefully we win game five. I just, I can't foresee a world where the Leafs win all three games in Tampa Bay. That's, that's just ridiculous to think. Like, like anyone, like. If anyone picked the Leafs winning three games in Tampa Bay. I, you, you'd have to be crazy, like a different team maybe, but Tampa, no, that's not. So I'm thinking, like, please win in five because if you if you don't win in five, I I have to assume that we're gonna have a game seven, and I mean like you're the better team. Like even if you're not playing like you're the better team, you are the better team. Like. Like, I, I know what I see, and, like, I, can, I know you're, like, overall, just over the course of the year, t- Toronto is the better team here. Like, I said, I'm not scared of Tampa. At no point did I become scared of Tampa. And, like, the series didn't make me scared of them. Like, I'm scared of, like, when I see, like, when I think Toronto's going to lose, like, I'm, I'm scared of the Leafs. And not in a good way sometimes. And I don't mean in a good way. Like, I think, like, sometimes it can be scary in a good way, but sometimes they're scary and like, well, well, what? Are you just going to just sit here and do nothing? Like, the net last three years? Whatever. Because uh, <clears throat> a, a, lot, a lot of it is them beating themselves. I mean... Everyone knows how, until now, they have not won a playoff series. And a lot of that is them beating themselves. Montreal, especially. That Columbus playing, especially. <clears throat> they could, like, they were good when they played, had those, the most recent two against Boston. They aren't good like they are now. Like, uh, I, like, I consider this year and last year 
a whole separate era than the years from uh than all the years previous like the two years where they had faced tampa i consider that a separate era like a an evolved version of the years previous where they had the 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 series against washington then the two against boston the plan with columbus and the one with montreal i consider like there to be a dividing line like the the past two years are like I'm not going to say final form of the Leafs, but they're at least this, the, okay, so if they're, you know, like, if you want to consider them a Pokemon, like, from Washington until Montreal, with Mon- Montreal being somewhere in between there, that that's the first form of the Leafs. These past two years, including this year, at least the middle stage, maybe the final form, but at least the middle stage, middle this, at least the first evolution of them. It's like it might have might have been year, multiple years here, maybe too long, but like that first four years there, five years, was not the same. Like after 2021. After the after the Montreal series, they grew up, and they didn't win last year. But last year's loss was not the same as the other losses. Now, I also consider the curse of their actual curse to be the past two years, or start maybe even starting with the play-in one, the two years against Boston they didn't win. And that one in 2013, I mean, obviously that was a thing, but that's not the same team, so that doesn't count. Those two years against Boston, I mean, they were good, but they were definitely not the better team. Boston was definitely better than them. So I don't consider that part of the curse, even though obviously they did not win those series, and they could have won. But I would definitely say that Boston was definitely better than them. Columbus was a joke, but they sucked anyway. They were, well, I mean, they they didn't suck, but they weren't great. Even if they beat Columbus, Tampa would have killed them in the, in the first round. So it really doesn't matter. Uh, Montreal is an unforgivable. Uh, you, even if the Leafs aren't quite what they are now, that is still unforgivable because Montreal sucked. And there's there's no excuse for that. There you can never forgive them losing three games in a row to freaking Montreal. But so, uh, anyways, uh, I don't know how I got into that. So we're just gonna move on. Uh, anyways, so I mean. Again, who, who who could have assumed they would win three games in Tampa Bay? But, so I'm like, I'm going to hope, and I, I'm not going to watch this game. I'm not even going to look at Twitter at all. I'm not going to pay any attention to hockey while this game is going on. I'm just going to deal with something else. I'm just going to hope first. I'm going to hope something good happens. I'm going to, because this is... Something that, that, like, 
in the playoffs for fantasy hockey in the final few weeks of the season, especially in the beginning of the weeks and so on, at least, I'm like, I'm not going to watch I like I'm not gonna watch hockey. I'm not gonna look at my phone. I'm going to ignore it and just hope I'm winning. At the end of the day, I'm like I'm not gonna pay attention whatsoever until all games are over, and then I will look. And so I don't just stare and look and keep refreshing my phone for updates. And this I've been doing that for a few years there. I'm like I'm gonna do that for game six, and by the time. 8.40 or so comes around my time. It should be over. Someone should be winning. Or should... Like, maybe it won't be completely over, but it'll be near the end of the game. And I should at least know who won. And hopefully the Leafs won, and if not, well, there's Game 7. So I do that. I don't pay any attention to hockey whatsoever. I bring up, bring up the score at 8.40, and of course it's tied, and they're going to they're two minutes from overtime. I'm like, of course. And I'm trying to just let this go and let there be a winner and just find out, of course, there's overtime. And I'm like, of course there is. So I'm like, now I just got to not pay attention. Well, I'm like, now I know that there's overtime. I'm just going to scroll through Twitter at this point because that's, I mean, it's just what it is. So I'm scroll like, overtime starts, and then it's like, hey, they won. Oh my god, they fucking won. Hooray. Uh, so, like, now I'll actually talk... Like, what I can talk about this game is, like, it seems kind of similar kind of similar to the rest of the game. Like, before this game happened, they, they did 11-7 instead of full, four, just, like, four lines and six. And, so, like, they, and they took out Justin Hall because he's been on the ice for 14 of 20 goals somehow. So they took him out, uh, thankfully. Uh, oh, also in Game 5, uh, Pat Maroon decided to try to kill Mark Giordano for some reason, and somehow he decided the, to yell about him taking a dive. No, you literally tried to kill him. You smash him into the boards. Kyle Clifford did the same thing last year and got a suspension for it, but you didn't because your name's Pat Maroon. And the only reason you didn't get sus and because you're Pat Maroon and you have two Stanley Cups, they don't suspend you for it. But if your name was Michael Bunting, you certainly would get a, a four-game suspension for it. I'm almost certain of it. Uh, Michael Bunting didn't play in Game Five; he did play in Game Six. I'm like, I'm, I'm like the way they're calling him. I'm like, I think this is better. Like, they're just gonna keep calling dumb penalties on him, whether it's deserved or not. So he might as well not play. I mean, he's good. He's a better player than Pat Maroon. He's better at actual hockey than Pat Maroon. But they call penalties on Bunting because his name is Bunting, sometimes just for existing on the ice. And so, But they don't call penalties on Pat Maroon for almost anything. And when they do, they make the wrong call. They don't give him a five-minute major or at least call it a five-minute major and review it to see if it should have been a five-minute major. Instead, they give him two minutes for roughing, and then he... Uh, roughing somebody else when he, uh, after he boarded someone, and then he yells, fuck you, at the refs over and over again, and doesn't get called for unsportsmanlike conduct? Because the... I don't know. 
The refs are dumb. They don't call anything. They don't call the game properly. Uh, no, I mean, let's be perfectly honest here. The Leafs didn't lose game five because of the refs. That's not, I'm not saying that. The Leafs lost game five because they couldn't make a goddamn pass. And a silly, stupid goal that shouldn't have happened. Uh, however, the, the refs do need to do their jobs properly at the same time. Uh, yeah. Uh, also, Brandon Hagel got mad at some point at Luke Shen at some point because Luke Shen called Pat Maroon irrelevant. So Brandon Hagel was all indignant. It's like, he's irrelevant. He's, we've won two, three, three straight Stanley Cup finals, two Stanley Cups. It's like, Brandon, calm down. The team you were on went to three straight Stanley Cup finals. They won two Stanley Cups. But you were traded there last year and you didn't win anything. You're not a Stanley Cup champion. The team you were on is, but you aren't. You didn't win shit with them. Get it right. So sit down and shut the fuck up. Stop smiling and smirking when you lose games. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. So... Uh, also, like, Vasilevsky's game five, definitely the, his best game of the, of the series at that point. Uh, but I won't, and he made some good saves, but I won't, wouldn't say he was spectacular in that game either. Uh, he made good saves. It's def, definitely his best game in the series, but I, I'm like, it's, I'm not seeing anything in there. Oh, my, oh my God. It's v- Vasilevsky. God mode Vasilevsky. It's like, no. Uh, game six. Obviously, it was one-to-one going into overtime. Uh, and Matthews got the one goal. Sam Coast got the, the tying goal. Uh, and there's some controversy near the end of the game because... Uh, I don't if it was Riley or Giordano. I don't remember who it was. Whoever it was, they high stick Brandon Hagel in the in the ear. It's absolutely high sticking, absolutely. Uh, and the refs don't call it because it's game six and it's right before overtime, so that that's why they don't call it. And it's absolutely high stick. There, we are not debating that. Uh, should it have been called? Yes. Was it? Obviously not. Uh, Hagel also sold that thing ridiculously. Cause like he got him in the ear and he put his hand up to his nose. I'm like, nobody touched your nose. Nobody touched your nose. I'm like, should it have been called high sticking? Yes. Should it have been called embellishment too? Probably. Uh, but, uh, I don't feel bad for them for this at all. Now, it's a penalty. Yes. And should it have been called? Yes. But I don't feel bad about this because 
uh, I want to bring you back to last year's game six. The Leafs have a 3-2 lead going into the third period. The Leafs had a one-goal lead going into this third period, and both of them got tied up. Now, but last year, we get to 10 minutes or so left in the third period. And I don't remember who did this and who, like, who this happened to. But I, I know, ten, however many minutes into the third period, someone on the Leafs gets their stick up high on someone on the Lightning, and they get a high sticking call. Now, the thing is, the stick on them in the, sh- the back of the shoulders... Or maybe in the front of the shoulders. But it doesn't get him in the face. And he's against the boards. He lifts his head back like all of them do. It's like, hey, I got a high stick in my face. So I'm going to launch my head backwards and put my hand on my face. Because that's what they all do. They sell it like death. Uh, And the referee, who's not anywhere close to this because he's up against the boards behind the net. Just sees this motion, saw a stick being up kind of high, but doesn't realize the stick's actually in the guy's shoulders. Calls the penalty, even though, again, the stick's in the shoulders, which is, by definition, not high sticking. Because high sticking is in the face, or the ear. Uh, but not the shoulders. The shoulders does not count as high stick. So, they call this penalty, which was absolutely 100% not a penalty. And then, 30 seconds into this power play-ish, the Leafs take another high-sticking penalty. Now, this one absolutely was high-sticking. No debate about it. You'll not hear me try to say this is not high-sticking, because this one absolutely was. However... If the Leafs are not on a penalty kill in this 30, in the past 30 seconds, and it's just a play that's happening, this situation would not have occurred if the first high-sticking penalty had not taken place, because that play would not have been called dead, they would still be playing, who knows what would have happened... But they would not be in that exact moment. Those two players would not have been in that exact spot in that exact time for that Leaf to high-stick that Lightning and get a second penalty and be put on a 5-on-3. And on the 5-on-3, Kucherov scores and ties the game. So that game-winning, that tying goal happens because of a high-sticking call that never should have taken place. And never should have been called. And ultimately, they go to overtime and Lightning win. We all know that. But now, the Lightning would have had, still had 10 minutes to tie it. Maybe they still do. But maybe they don't. Maybe they don't tie the game. 
maybe the Leafs win 3-2, or if it's an epic net goal 4-2, maybe the Leafs win if this penalty is not called. And the... So... And if memory serves, the 3-2 goal the Leafs had before the second period ended was by John Tavares. He could have had a series-winning goal last year that got ruined by a high-sticking call that never should have happened. Now there's a now this year in Game Six there's a high-sticking call that should have happened but didn't. And John Tavares gets the overtime series-winning goal. As far as I'm concerned. That penalty not being called was a wrong being righted. Because it was ruined for him last year, barring a, a different goal happening in the, in the time that remained. And you're not, I'm not going to feel sorry for you. You could feel upset about that penalty not being called all you want. You should have at least been upset about that penalty last year being called, and I don't give a fuck if you're a Lightning fan. If you're mad that this one wasn't called, then you should be mad that that one was called. Don't care. It was a wrong being righted. We should have won last year in Game 6. Barring another goal. And we did win this year instead. Uh, and. That's a good thing. Because quite frankly. If Tampa won again. I would have probably lost res some respect for them. And I don't want to lose respect for Tampa. Because I want to continue liking them. But if you. But uh. And I don't care if it doesn't make any sense. That the team that I like losing to this team. Uh, is what makes me lose respect for them. I don't care if that doesn't make any sense to you. It's just, no. Like, I don't want to lose lose respect for a team that I'm actually uh, a fan of. Not, like, I don't, they're not, I wouldn't say they're my second favorite team, but, uh, like, as far as I'm concerned, t Toronto was still the better team last year. They played. They were the better team for most of last year's series. Not every game, but most. They were the better team in the first game. They were the better team in the third game. Better team in the fifth game. And they were. They were at least even in game six. But I would say they were a better team up until that stupid penalty call that shouldn't have occurred. And I would, Tampa was definitely the better team in game two. Definitely the better team. In game four, and it's kind of even game seven, but they were the they were definitely the better team ultimately in game seven. Uh, so as far as I'm, yeah, Toronto was the better team last year, too. Uh, and they lost, and you could probably argue that T Tampa was more the better team this year, the way they played at least. And they lost this year. I guess it. I guess it all. 
I guess it evens itself out. Uh, yeah. Uh, Tampa will be right back there next year. Uh, they'll probably need to make a couple of changes here and there, but they'll be right back. Uh, definitely feels weird for them to not be in the second round. It's just how it is. Uh, though, I mean, Toronto and Tampa in the, in the first round, it's like, can't we just have them both in the second round? Why do they always have to face each other? I don't know. Maybe it's the stupid format of the playoffs. Anyways, uh, so, and we got Toronto versus Florida, as we all expected. Uh, I mean, Toronto should win. They definitely should win the series. They are the better team. But, I mean, Florida beat Boston. And you can't look past that. Uh, so you will have to play your best game every day. Uh, I mean, you have the better goaltender, uh, but you have you have to play well every day. Yeah, like they, I I wouldn't say they play the same quite the same game as Tampa, but they would play similar. Uh, I mean, they just don't play it as well because Tampa has better guys, obviously. But, I mean, uh, expect more of the same. And just... I mean, Bobrovsky, he seems to like eliminating teams that set regular season records. Well, you didn't set a regular season record, so it should be okay. Uh, you should be be able to beat him no problem. That's not going to be the issue. It's just the... the. I feel like they play the similar kind of defensive style, and you're going to have to get around that. Uh, don't expect to come back from 4-1 deficits. Play with the lead, and don't let up the lead. Don't lose at home. You have home ice advantage now. You weren't expecting that. Uh, the weight of having never won a first round in 19 years is gone now. Uh, obviously, that's great that you finally won a playoff series, but there's three others to go before you actually won something. Like You will always be able to say that you at least accomplished something, but... That does not give you the right to be like, hey, we accomplished something. Let's not win any more games. No, you play every game and you try to win every game. And as long as you play as to the best of your ability, I'm like, even if you don't win then, well, that is what it is. But you play to the best of your ability. You do. Uh, you do. You start every game on time. You you play up to the level that you are capable of 
And, like, even if you lose, you at least go out putting up as much of a fight as you can. But, again, you should win the series because you are the better team. Just don't look past them, obviously. Don't pre- just don't just assume you're going to beat them because you are the better team. But you should win. Uh, realistically. Uh, and the way this is shaping up, I see the path. The path is there. Because you have Florida, you should be able to beat them. Now, if, if like, but I could also see you lose to them if you don't play up to your up to your level. I could see it happening. I mean, they beat Boston for fucks. If they if they could beat Boston, they could beat just about anyone. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't beat them, but they are definitely capable of beating anyone in front of them if they can beat Boston. And you will not underestimate them. But, again, I can see the path here. Because you should be able to beat Florida. You beat Florida, you have New Jersey or Carolina. Carolina is beat to shreds. You can beat them. And you have in the regular season, no problem. New Jersey is good, but you can beat them. You have. You're better than them. And you get to the Stanley Cup Finals. You've played, you've had, the games you've had against Dallas have been tough, but you've won them. It will be tough because they have Jake Ottinger, but you can beat them. Uh, Seattle, you can beat them. They're good, but you can beat them. Edmonton would be a little tough, but I mean, Los Angeles was a big enough fight for them. You could beat them. You have to stop McDavid somehow, but you could beat them. But you've played Edmonton really well over the course of the past several years. So, you could beat them. Vegas, they're good, but you could beat them. Any... All the... Boston is gone. The Rangers are gone. You took out Tampa. The teams that prevent you the most, in my opinion, from winning the cup, they are gone. Doesn't mean you couldn't be beaten by another team that's still there. But the, o- the only teams that, I, that I, I saw in the playoffs that I think, oh my god, I don't think the Leafs could p- possibly beat them even if they had a fighting chance. All of those teams are gone. You made it to the second round, and that's great. But that's not the reason we're here. That's not what you came here for. You, We aren't building teams to get to the second round only. You get to the second round and you get swept, that's still a disappointment. All that means is you won one more game.
12 more games. 12 more wins. Three more teams. Boston is gone. By all accounts, you're the favorite. Except for maybe Edmonton. Prove it. And do it. <laughs>